0: Is this thing on? I'm a little hungry. Do you mind if I grab a snack real quick? I just want to get some protein in me. Here's the best part about speaking. I can only see the first five faces in the row here. So it's like it's just you five right here. Glad you guys are here. Hey, how? what's up? (laughs) Man, I am so excited to be with every single one of you this weekend as Kia. Uh, Well, first of all, let's give it up for the band. So if you didn't know the guy that was doing backflips around the stage, that was Tyler. (laughs) He's going to do a double backflip at some point this weekend. They've been working on it. Tyler, I'm sorry I put you in this position. So, hey, I'm so glad to be here with you guys this weekend. As Kia introduced me, my name is Joel Friend. Yes, my last name is Friend. I had a lot of middle names growing up, Uh, Joel Hasno, (laughs) Joel B. My, and the the funniest part of all is that uh, it wasn't until six months into uh, my wife's pregnancy that we might have uh, goofed up a little bit with my son's name, Uh, and so uh, my sister, do I have reverb? Okay, it just makes me sound cooler, that's all. so it was about we were driving we were driving around with my sister and my sister was like oh do you have any names for your kids and we we're like yeah we're thinking about naming our son Noah John Friend so Noah Friend now you know a friend and I was so I actually had angst I, it, it's adorable but I had I had angst in me enough that I actually like Facebook messaged three Noah friends I didn't know and basically was like hey did you get punched in the face as a kid <laughs> because people hated your name. Nobody got back to me. Actually, we, we stayed the course with the name, and we just call him Noah John. <laughs> that buffers it a little bit. Uh, people always call him Noah, though. And then it wasn't until like three months after he was born, it was like one guy was like, oh, yeah, it was fine. No one punched me in the face, so you're good to go. So uh, <laughs> let me just tell you how excited I am here to be here this weekend. I'm going to introduce my family to you in a second like normal speakers do. That's, that's a thing that apparently you do here at Laurelville. But let me tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm actually a youth pastor uh, up in, uh, in the Wexford area. Where's my North Hills people at? right here they're all right here all right great uh and so uh i actually work at new community church uh, up in wexford area and i've been there for about 10 years this is like my like 30th laurelville so it's awesome so uh, let me introduce my family to you uh real quick uh this is my family so i got these professionally done just for laurelville so you could see how perfect my family was don't worry, I never yell at my children, how could you, they're so adorable. Just kidding, I have to yell at them every day, they don't listen, okay? Uh, so uh, the next slide, this is me and my wife. Uh, so, so we've been married, this, uh, her name's Amber, I should probably tell you that. So her name's Amber, we've been married for uh, nine years. But, Aww. thank you. So, but truth be told, today is the very day, 12 years ago, that we started dating. Yeah. So she friend zoned me for the first three months, and then finally I wore her down. And then on November 17th, 2005, I don't know, roughly around like 11:50 a.m., um, she was like, "Hey, I want to like, you know, be your girlfriend." I was like, "Okay, cool." Then she broke up with me a month later. So. Um, uh, so this is, so we've been married for nine years. It was good. It was like a week off. And then, you know, I, I forgave her for all of her sins. And so then we, we got back together. Uh, and so here are my, my children. Uh, this is... So the adorable uh, child, uh, the boy there is Noah John. He is five years old uh, and that is Evelyn Elizabeth. Uh, she is two going on 12. Um, and let me just tell you, they're, about, they're like that about 90% of the time. They really, really do love being around one another. I don't know, we kind of like lucked out in that regard. They, they love playing with one another. If you were to ask Noah John, uh, what is your job with your sister? He would tell you to love her and protect her. That's his job. Now. We're still working through that because about two weeks ago, my son shoved my daughter down a flight of stairs. (laughs) So he doesn't automatically know what it means to love and protect his sister. Now, you're probably wondering, is your daughter okay? Yes, she is. She's actually a resilient one. If you couldn't notice from this picture, she's missing a tooth here. That's because her, her father improperly strapped her into her high chair when she was about 18 months old. And I was in the other room playing with Noah John and I heard this slide and this <laughs> followed by a lot of crying. And so then I ran over and I picked up my daughter and she was bleeding from her mouth. And that was like one of the scariest moments for me. But let me just tell you that I knocked out her tooth in one foul swoop. I mean, root and all, gone, all right? That's what happened with that. But here's the thing, let me, let, let me just tell you this. If you ever run into Cranberry Passman Hospital at 6.30 with a bleeding child, they will see you fairly quickly. I just wanna let you know that. So um, so that's a little bit about me. Uh, how about you guys? On the count of three, let me, let me hear your names. One, two, three. Butch, it's so glad you're here this weekend. Cheryl, I'm so happy that you're here this weekend. Uh, We got a couple churches in the house tonight. We got a couple churches in the house. Hey, where's Union Press at? Three people right there, three people, right smack dab in the middle of it all. How about Westminster? Right behind the three people at Union Press. Uh, Glade, Run, UP. Two people, all right. (laughs) Hey, small churches are great ministries too, okay. First Prez, Bakerstown. Okay. First Prez, Duquesne. Is there like a second Prez anywhere there? Uh, Hebron. All the, way, all the way in the back so they can be annoying and I can't see them. Okay. Um, St. Paul's UP, uh, UMC. Awesome. Harmony Zilly, where are you at? Just one guy with his hand raised. Elf and Wild Prez. Northway. (laughs) So Northway didn't make it this weekend. That's a shame. Vince probably got him stuck somewhere. Pittsburgh Project! And last but I hope this is it because I wrote them down and counted it four times so I didn't leave anybody else out. Fox Chapel. They somehow managed to get beyond the barricade that is Northway in order to make themselves to the front. You guys need to work on your territory a little bit better. So, like I said, I'm so excited to be here with you guys this weekend, and I imagine there's at least two different types of students here this weekend. Uh, In in the first set, they look a little bit like this. (laughs) So, you're new around here. You have absolutely no idea what's going on. you showed up in a bus or a van in a car and there was weird people with costumes on that tried to hijack your vehicle, all right? Um, And let me just tell you, the weekend's only gonna get weirder from here because tomorrow there's a giant mud pit and people jump into it on purpose, all right, on purpose. So where are all my Laurelville first-timers at? Let me hear you. Wow, first timer right there. So glad you're here. High five, high five. You're the closest one there. We are so glad you guys are here. is gonna be an incredible weekend for you. And then there's those of you who look like this this weekend. You, you, You know everything. You know what we're gonna have for dinner tomorrow night, don't you? Turkey, gravy, mashed potatoes, green peas and the delicious brownies that everybody goes after. You know that. You also know that club is never going to start on time but you show up on time anyway so that you can tell your grandchildren that I was at the first club at Laurelville where they started on time. That's why you guys are out there, right? So keep coming. It might happen at some point this weekend. you also know that in about 10 minutes or so, your butts are going to fall asleep. But the good news is they have carpet and padding underneath you now, so we could go about 25 minutes, all right? About 25 minutes. Hopefully, I won't be too that long. So the reason why I'm here this weekend, the reason why I'm here this weekend is because I get to talk to you guys. I get to, I get to share with you guys something that I feel like has been put on my heart to give to you. Now, for those of you who are new, uh, I want to let you know that your friends brought you to a church camp, all right? And... <laughs> Whoops, uh, here's Ashton Kutcher, come on out, right? So, um, and so at church camp, we talk about a particular person we find of very strong significance. His name is Jesus, 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 all right? Amen, there we go, amen, reverend. So um, so we're going to talk about Jesus this weekend. Now, the main thing I want to focus on as we go through, at least tonight to start us off, is this idea, is that Jesus can't be Ignored, Jesus can't be ignored, especially when it comes to the things that he like says and does. Now, if you don't know anything about Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus is this historical figure who lived about 2000 years ago. We get a lot of his life recorded in four historical accounts written by guys named what? Luke, John, Matthew, and Mark, and uh, over a course of time, like, you know, uh, these things were said about the things that he said and done that we've like built buildings in his name, Uh, and there's a lot of different opinions about Jesus, some people believe that he's like a great teacher, he's a prophet, that he's just an example to live by, and some people believe that he's God with skin on That he's God in the flesh. Now, maybe you've grown up in church and you've heard all of this before. Or maybe this is your first time ever hearing about this Jesus guy. But he's going to be one that we focus on this weekend. And what I always find interesting about Jesus is that people have all of these different opinions about him. Right? Uh, How many of you have ever had someone have an uh, opinion about you? You know, someone just this side of the room. Okay. And some people over there. Right. So they've had opinions about you. But how many of you have ever had opinions about you, but no one listened to what you had to say? How many of you guys have ever had that? Right, right. So there's all these opinions about who Jesus is. But I think what's interesting is we never pause to look at what Jesus says about himself. Right, all these people over here said, "Oh, he's a great prophet. He's a teacher. You know all these things." But we never pause long enough to see what in the world does Jesus actually say about himself. So if you know, if you had somebody, uh, you know, in your school, uh, you started some rumor, and someone was like, "You know, uh, Lucy's a backstabber," and like, "Lucy's not a backstabber." You'd like, you need to shut your mouth right now, or I'm gonna drop kick you in the face. Okay, all right. So that's what's like. That's how you feel. It's like, listen. Well, let me speak for myself, because that's not true about me. And so it's interesting, like, Jesus ain't going to dropkick you. That's not where I'm going with this, okay? So, you know, Jesus was born in a very unique way. Jesus was born in a very unique way. We have Christmas coming up soon, all right? How many of you have already started to celebrate Christmas? (laughs) Deck the halls with boughs of holly. My people. So it's interesting, we have Christmas coming up, right? And then the one thing that's about Christmas is that Jesus is born in a very unique way. That he's born to this woman named Mary who's a virgin, which means she's never had sex, okay? I'm sorry if I burst that for you. Santa Claus is also not real. And so, so, sorry, we're at that point. So um, so, so he, he grew up in a place called Nazareth. And he grew up just like you did. And he was a teenager just like you are. And there was a point where he would come on the scene when he was around his 30s. And there was something that Je- about Jesus that was so different. That there was all these people that would come as rabbis and teach people through the years. And they would tell them about the truths of God. But there was something very specific about Jesus that he taught and he lived differently that he had this kind of authority that when people heard Jesus speak they listened and they would come from all over the place just to hear this guy speak and so what I want to focus on tonight is this particular story from Jesus's life where not only did he say something outrageous but he also did something outrageous to back up what he said I heard you call me on the cell phone okay So I'm going to go to, this comes from uh, this historical account of Jesus' life. It's found in Luke chapter 5. I'll read it, and then we'll unpack it as we go along. It says this. It says, one day as he, Jesus, was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law who had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem were sitting there. And the power of the Lord was present with him uh, for him to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralytic on a mat and tried to take him into a house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up to the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the ground right in front of Jesus. And so when Jesus was preaching his messages were so powerful that he would pack out a house. So imagine a room with this many people in it, but a smaller place. And then it's actually just pushed outside of the doors. And then there's these guys that want to try to get this friend of theirs that can't walk to Jesus. So this guy has a problem, can't walk. And they think to themselves, hey, there's this dude who's like healing people who couldn't walk. And so we're going to get him to him. And so they try to get there. It's a packed house. Jesus is this super important guy. And so they're like, well, the only way we can get to him is get him up on the roof and we're actually going to open up the ceiling so you imagine they opened up here and then they dropped their friend right here on the stage <laughs> and be like well that probably wouldn't help him at all if he fell from that far right and so and so they, li- they get him down in front of Jesus and uh, these friends were like okay this is the best way to get our friend healed is to get him to this Jesus guy but watch what Jesus says next it's very interesting paralytic friend and this is what he says he says when, they, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Hold on one second. Guy can't walk. That's probably not the first thing that you wanted to hear, right? So first encounter with this Jesus guy is like, everything's wrong with you. I forgive you of all those things that you've ever done wrong. You're like, um, still can't walk. Walking is an issue for me. I need you to help me with that, right? It's not the first thing that you want to hear, I remember one time uh, I was outside this past summer uh, playing with my kids. We were playing in a slip and slide and my son, who is potty trading for the most part, uh, you know, said to me, Daddy, I have to go to the bathroom. I said, well, buddy, why don't you, you know, run in the house? You can do it. He can do it on his own. He's a big boy. So he gets up and we actually have a gate that goes up into or, uh, the main part of our houses because we have a split level. And then he comes back outside and he's like, Daddy, Daddy, I can't open the gate. It was a little hard for him. And I was like, all right, buddy, give me like one second. I will come up and I will help you. And so my son from the front, maybe 10 seconds later, it says, Dad, I pooped in the grass. <laughs> and that was not the thing I wanted to hear. That is not what I wanted to hear. I was, but I was confused though, because what I, what I couldn't figure out whether or not he pooped his pants while standing in the grass, or he pooped in the grass. He pooped in the grass. <laughs> And that was not the first thing that I wanted to hear from my son when I was trying to go and help him. And so here's this paralyzed man. He's trying to get healed. And the first thing that Jesus says is, son, your sins are forgiven. Uh, And what's interesting is that the religious leaders catch on to something that Jesus is saying here. Um, Check this out. Uh, It says this, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began to think to themselves, who is this fellow that speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone so there's these religious people don't really like Jesus you'll find that out more as we go on through the weekend but they make this really really important question of like wait 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 wait. what is Jesus trying to say here and they use this word to describe it does anybody remember the word that he said blasphemy blasphemy it's basically saying something insulting or uh terrible or sacrilegious against God in some way so our modern equivalent could be something like Drake is a better rapper than Kendrick Lamar S- mose is better than chipotle <laughs> see see you feel that you feel that see exactly all that grumbling is exactly what they were feeling they were feeling no mose is better than chipotle they give away free chips and they have bacon and they have queso end of story you have to pay for the chips at chipotle and they don't give you that many okay endless chips mose is the way to go all right so they they speak this blasphemy and you felt that a little bit right it's just like whoa I don't know about that right and so those are the things that they were feeling but Jesus is saying something like a he's saying a big deal here when he says son your sins are forgiven he's actually making a crazy statement all right he's making this crazy statement and to 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 illustrate that a little bit more I need um Mitch Fitzsimmons and I need Luke Nana to come up on the stage Where's Luke Nana and Mitch Fitzsimmons? Come on up here, guys. Let me, let me explain a little bit more of why this is such a big deal, okay? While Luke is making his way up on the stage, I know his brother very well, and one year for a uh, white elephant gift exchange party, his brother wrapped a picture of my wife in a frame that he printed off of Facebook. And this guy almost took it as his gift. I was like, this is weird please don't take that okay all right why don't you guys come up here and so uh give it up for Mitch and for Luke all right so Mitch why don't you come stand over here and then Luke and you want you guys face each other and so one of the most insulting things that someone can actually do is to do another person is slap somebody in the face and so on the count of three Luke I want you to slap Mitch in the, in the face Three, two, one. Oh. now now Don't worry, guys, I got this clear with Brad. It's fine, it's fine. So let me start with a series of questions. Who slapped Mitch? Luke, all right. So who is the one who was offended? Mitch, all right. So I want you to think of me as the third party here, but here's the problem. This is what exactly what Jesus said. You hit him really hard. And li- the text said not... That's hard. I capitalized that. T H A T. I should have added emoji, maybe yeah, it would have spoken yeah. to you. Okay. And so, and so what is happening in the scene with this guy who's on the map? So Luke is the one who has offended Mitch. Who's the only one in this point at this point who can forgive Luke for what he's done? Mitch. But what Jesus says is, Luke, I forgive you. Isn't that a little weird? Isn't that a little weird that me, what, did, did Luke slap me? Did Luke slap, do you want to go for it? No, don't do it, no, no. I know where you're sleeping. So, um, that sounded weird. All right, so, I also know where he lives. That's not any better. So, um, so, here's the situation, is that Luke was the one who offended Mitch. But yet I say to Luke, Luke, your sins are forgiven, It's as though he's slapping me. And so when Jesus says to the guy on the mat, friend, your uh, your sins are forgiven, it's as though Jesus is the one who's being offended. I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more. Why don't you guys give these two a round of applause as they make their way. So if you ever, if you ever read the Bible, One of the things that it says is that when we offend other people, we not only offend that other person, who do we offend? God. We offend God. And so when Jesus meets this guy for the very first time that he's never met before in his life, he says, friend, your sins are forgiven. Let's put two and two together here. Who is Jesus claiming to be? God. Because the only way that makes sense is if Jesus was actually been offended by what this guy has done. And he's saying that you're a sinner who has offended me and I'm going to forgive you. Why don't you put that verse back up about uh, the ones where the Pharisees find out, uh, uh, yes. So watch this and look what the Pharisees say. They say, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins, but who? So what do they know that Jesus is saying about himself? that he's God. Look, deductive reasoning, I've watched the Sherlock Holmes series, okay? So here's the deal. So here's the deal. See, all these people have these different opinions about Jesus, but Jesus makes this outlandish claim about himself. He says that he is God. Now, if I were up here and I were to tell you that I am God, what would you all say of me? You're crazy. You're a fry short of a happy meal, right? And so you think crazy thoughts, you're in the loony bin. And that's exactly what Jesus was saying in that moment to that person. And that's what the Pharisees were picking up on. But check this out, what happens next. But watch what Jesus does to prove his point. It says this, Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say, son, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up and walk. Take your mat and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. Not only did Jesus talk the talk about how he is God with skin on, but he walked the walk by helping a guy who couldn't walk to walk. Jesus, I'll slow it down for you. Jesus talked the talk by helping a guy who couldn't walk to walk and said you want to know who has authority to forgive sins the same guy who has the authority to heal this person and he stood up and he walked out in full view of them all and everybody's minds were blown from that moment and guys Jesus can't be ignored Jesus can't be ignored we need to really think through questions like is Jesus really who he says he is because who he is or who he isn't matters who he is Or who he isn't matters it matters to me it matters to every single one of you in this room jesus is either god with skin on or he's a complete lunatic and a liar and we could ignore him and push him away and not pay attention to him anymore but one thing that we can't do is we can't just ignore him we have to make a decision about him there's a famous author named c.s lewis who challenges people to really think through this and he puts it this way he says this I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about Jesus or Christ. I'm ready to accept Christ as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing we must not say. A man who is merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on a level with a man who says he's a poached egg or else uh, he would be the devil of hell you must make your choice either this man was and is the son of god or else a man a madman or something worse you can shut him up for a fool you can spit at him and kill him as a demon or you can fall at his feet and call him lord and god but let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher he has not left that open up to us he did not intend to and the purpose of this weekend and i'm going to get you started tonight is thinking about who jesus says he is and that it matters guys You cannot remain neutral about Jesus. He doesn't want us to. We either have to accept him or we have to reject him. We can't stay in the middle because the things that he says and the things that he's done are so important because they matter. So that's what I want you guys to start off with this weekend thinking is who is Jesus and does it matter to me? The answer is yes, but figuring out how it matters. Let me pray for you guys and then the team's going to come out and do something else. Lord, thank you for this weekend. Thank you for the ways that you have uh, spoken already, and God, would you continue to speak? Uh, and may you have the uh, have these uh, students have a wonderful, wonderful weekend together and uh, a blast. And let's learn more about you, but to be challenged by who you say you are, and to know that who you say you are matters, and it can change our life forever. So be with us this weekend in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to audio recorded at Laurelville 2017. Feel free to share this audio, but please do not alter the content in any way. Laurelville is a ministry of the Pittsburgh Kids Foundation. For more information, visit us online at PittsburghKidsFoundation.org.